on their face. Like, don't think that just because someone's happy or whatever, they don't, they're not going through stuff. But yeah, like, because you can't see. Yeah, and it's it's important to be open because if you're, if you're not open, then no one no one will be able to help. You know. Okay. That's the only thing I'd say. Like, you know, don't get me wrong. I think there's a. I think there's. I think when it comes to relationships, you have one side which is like you have to be confident and and com- you have to try and build up and become confident with your partner so that you can share it. And then your partner has the responsibility of taking that and then helping you through it as much as they can and yeah, kind of knowing their role. Yeah, because there's, there's always a point where I feel like maybe you have to know when you can't help anymore. Exactly. Because obviously, well, unless you're like a professional, you're a therapist yeah. or something and that's what you do. And yeah. Or if, or if like, you know, you go to okay. th- with the person to therapy and then the therapist is telling you what to do. Yeah. Or something, something like that. Like but I mean, that. if you have no idea and then yeah. you don't know how to deal with it and some, some people, I guess can get overwhelmed. Yeah. Definitely. hundred like that. So excited about this convo. It's good. Um, so today, um, let me just introduce the podcast and then yeah, I'll do your thing. So what's up, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the Can Them Podcast. I'm here with Dave. What's up, Dave? What up, what up? Uh, Dave is a member of the Frank Lamchon Collective. You know, guys, I talk about it a lot. We have different podcasts. He's doing two podcasts. That's right. Geektastic, Sci-Fi, and Das Cannon. Mm-hmm. Can you just a little bit introduce a little bit what it is? Just... Okay, well, uh, Real Geek, fast. Geektastic is, uh, you know, the, the OG of the Franklin Armstrong Collective in regards to, to podcasts. It's basically uh, geek and pop culture. Uh, we, we talk about uh, movies, video games, uh, TV shows, anything that's going on in the culture in general. Uh, then That's Canon is a pure comic book review. So we basically take a, a, ser- a series of about six issues back to back of any random comic book, read it, uh, evaluate it. Uh, play some mini games so if anyone's uh big into uh geek stuff like they'll get it it's it's fun yeah. stuff like we like you know we for example there's a thing where we do it's called bfw best favorite worst so like best favorite worst batman villains we'll just say one of each and then that's it that's nice that's actually guys like you said if you're into geek stuff like definitely go yeah. listen to, to these two podcasts because they're pretty good i actually put one of my colleagues onto geektastic sci-fi i'm pretty proud okay awesome. I'm happy. Like, yeah, i'm looking for new podcasts blah 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 and i'm like oh do you like geek stuff he's like yeah i love I'm like okay so i'll wait for the feedback this week when i go back down, down. Uh, we'll see what happens but yeah it's always fun so guys go listen to it anyways i'll always plug it in the podcast so you know where to go, franklinarmstrong.com. But today, we're not here to talk about geek stuff, even though I would love to. We could do that another time. But um, today, we're going to talk about something that is very present, I would say, in society nowadays. Like yeah. I feel like there's more and more conversations about it. I'm going to talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the different the different things that happen, why it's important to talk about it, but also what could be happening, you know, in relationships, what could be happening to certain people that you know, or maybe to yourself, and like why it's important to go and seek help sometimes. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's gonna be a fun, interesting conversation. Talk about like real, real things that happen in everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess to start, to start, I would like to say that mm, I feel like in the past maybe two, three years, we've seen like a boom. And like yeah. conversations about mental health it's become it's become a lot more of an open thing you know like uh i know for a fact uh, a lot of companies are starting to take it very seriously i'd say even if, if gen- in generally in the the like the 
2010s, it's become very important. Like, for example, I work at, I'm a, I work at Bell, which is a telecom communication company in, Mon in Montreal. And for example, they do an annual thing now where it's called Bell Let's Talk. It's every January, I believe it's January 25th. And um, the, the company takes a big initiative saying, you know, they use social media as a tool. And, you know, if you, if you hashtag things and you talk about things, you know, for every hashtag or word that's said, they give five cents towards uh, charities involving or programs involving mental health. And over the last few years, they've raised several millions of dollars. I don't want to quote how much it is, but it's a, it's a very high amount. Okay. But it's just one example of one company, and I know many are doing it. Yeah. And it's because it's really important. You know, like one thing that happens for a lot of people is, you know, we have busy lives. We have, you know, you have whether it's the, the wife and the nine to five and then the kids or, you know, you're you're doing your nine to five or your your other job and then chasing your passions at night. You know, we're in a, we're in a society now where it's everything's always on the go. You never have a time. You have a moment to like reflect and see what's going on. And by never uh, stopping on the gas, it could relate and having, you know, certain times feeling a lot of doubt. Uh, depression, anxiety, uh, you know, a lot of people have a tendency to feel that they always have to perform. And if they never perform, you know, yeah. they're, they're going down. Uh, you know, for example, there's a lot of people I know in um, big industry jobs that some of them don't even like taking vacation because they're, they're nervous that when they, they go and they come back, everything's either going to be different. Yeah, or, and there's so many emails when yeah, you come back. And... Exactly. And everything's just like, it's, we're always, I find, I, I describe it as like, not necessarily drowning, but you you just always have water up to like your ears, I find in our society now. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I, it's like, even at work, I like, I know that some people at my job, you know, take one week of vacation at a time. They don't want to take the whole three weeks at once because they're like, well, my boss doesn't really, you know, it's not that my boss said no for me to take three weeks, but it's not really well seen. It's not a thing mm. that I could really do because then I'll come back. And then this project was under my supervision, but this didn't go through because I had to go on vacation. And they look at you a certain way, like, oh, you taking that that much time off for yourself. And it's like, well, sometimes it's good to be like, no, you know what? I'll, I'll take these three weeks. Yeah. I'll, I'll just take a real break because a week is not enough sometimes for you to be like, completely agree like because and the problem with it too is like with how some jobs are it, it either breeds anxiety or paranoia like how you just described it right now like oh i want to take time off i know i need to take time off but if i do is something bad going to happen it's creating that paranoia and it doesn't create good mental health uh moments as well like you know with now with society with everything being on social media right like you yeah. can't go anywhere without ta someone taking a picture of you or being like you know and if you go to an event and then something happens mm -hmm. and you're part of that it's going to go on the on online like for perfect example all those times when people were freaking out on airplanes and oh this person did that or this person did that yeah. and all of a sudden that person is now the flavor of the month or you know oh this person did something embarrassing and got caught on uh, a video or a picture and then now it's a meme of the year you know, yep. and that can create a lot of, uh, you know, for, for the meme or for the joke that the people have, it's fun for everyone else. But think about that person who now is alienated. Oh, whatnot, definitely. You know, and like we're seeing that now in a, uh, I'm talking just on a social aspect, but I can't imagine how, for example, um, school might be now. Uh, well, school, and bullying and cyberbullying. Cyberbullying is definitely at an all time high, I feel. Yeah. But, you know, I like, there's this one thing that me and my friends talk about, right? We talk about these mental health day. Mm. So you know how you have sick days? Mm. And then a lot of people, they will still go to work and be sick. 
Yes. And, you know, sometimes I'm not sick and we talked about it with friends, but my mind is over everything and I need just a day where I could be like, you know what? Today, I'm just going to stay in bed, drink some tea, watch Netflix, take like a long shower and I don't want to go to work. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to think of an email, nothing. And... I know that it's something that is becoming more and more common where people are just like, they just take a day off or they just call in sick. And they're like, today's going to be my day. And I think it's really healthy to be able, not don't do it like all the time, but it's really healthy to be able to do it once in a while. Yeah. It's, just to, you know. Well, it's important. Again, at the end of the day, it's important to, to take care of yourself, you know, like not the current job I have now because it's, it's very, it's not that it's lax, but they're very understanding and they have a lot in place to make sure that people take the time to take breaks but I, one of my older jobs I, I worked on as an auditor for a while mm-hmm. and you're talking about like 70 80 hour weeks at a time for like oh, almost oh, yes. a couple of months at a time like two three months at a time and there would be times that like you you're just working so much that at one point in time you just give up and I did the same I would call in on a on a Tuesday or a, uh, on a Tuesday Friday or whatever and just be like no like no not today no but i get it and it's like i see some people you could feel that they're about to burn out like you could Mm -hmm. you could just sense it something is different you you either see in their face or it's like it's like it's one of those people who like you know when they're completely positive and then you turn around and all of a sudden like they're all like their shoulders are slouched and they're like you just see everything's low you know yeah and i feel like it's it's one of those moments where it's like um, I've talked to some friends and sometimes they're like, you know what? This job is not worth my my mental health or my well-being. I have a friend that is um, that just wrote his, um, his resignation letter no for his job because he's been talking about it for a while. Mm-hmm. But then something happened and it was just like the mental state in which it was. I was just like, I don't think it's worth it. No, and like you know, I don't think it's worth it. And he's writing his letter. I don't yeah. know when he's gonna give it, but no, it's like, it, but it's important, you know. And like you know, some companies are pretty cool about it now. Like for example, uh, if you want to take like a, a quote unquote popular example, there's this guy, uh, Moral Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. He's a he's an announcer. He does uh, like boxing and UFC, and he has wrestling. Um, He's in comments for wrestling and he's a very, what I'm proud about him is that he's very open about the fact that he has bipolar problems. Mm. And, you know, if, if, for example, recently someone made a social comment to him online and it was not necessarily the worst comment in the world, but yeah. like when you read the comment, if you know someone's bipolar or whatever, you saw triggers all over in the comment, like oh, right okay. away. And then, you know, instead of like having to be forced, the company now is like, no, he's taking two three weeks off and like we're not talking about a little company like i don't know if anyone is who's listening knows about it but like there's a company called wwe it used to be called wwf when we were kids and like it's a pretty multi-billion dollar company they have weekly shows and for them to be openly like this guy's taking two weeks off but maybe it's be- i feel like it's because now people see the value because it's like it's not because you have certain mental illness or mental me- mental issues that you're not valuable so people are like okay this is a valuable person this person is bringing in this person can do this and this this is the skills it's better for us to just let this person you know have some time off and do what they do you know be better and then come back and still perform the way this person was performing before and i think it's pretty great because it's just you know it just shows like you know that they actually value people because before i feel like i don't think 10 years ago i don't think companies would have Oh no! Being that much that as understanding as they are right now. Oh, I think ten years ago, like if we're gonna talk, do the comparison even yeah. even of ten years ago, I feel like 
it's something that you would have hidden in a box you know what i mean yeah. you would have you would have not you would have hidden it out of the workplace and whatnot and it's not to say like go into your work and acknowledge everything saying like oh well you know i'm i'm having a bad day like you know yeah. you don't you don't try and use it as excuse but if you properly communicate with your work or at least and you don't have to communicate with anyone everyone you could just go straight like you know i i at one point in time had a bit of difficulty uh i was going through a thing mm-hmm. uh you know life changes and and sometimes things happen a lot of bad things can happen at once yeah. or a lot of things could be lacking all at once or just like you know stress builds and i went through something and you know i ended up uh talking to my boss I, I was lucky that i got comfortable enough to know that you know i knew what i was i knew that something was wrong okay and i was able to say i think i'm going whether it was anxietal or depression, I was like, I know that there's something here, um, which is like, you know, there, there's steps when you're when you're doing your your evaluation. Like if you feel that something's wrong, don't just assume that like, oh, I'm sick or whatever. If, if yeah. something's repeating, you have to kind of take that moment to self-reflect and say, okay, I might not know exactly what's going on, but I know that it's something mental, not physical, and at least figure out what the triggers are. And then I ended up going to, and when you do that, you have to try and find a way to be able to speak to people about yeah. it. Because the one thing that you can't, not that you can't do it, you can handle it alone. And some people have been successful. I, I, I have a couple of friends who have actually gone through their own thing. So I've seen people do it on their own. I've seen people do it with one person. I've seen people do it with lucky enough to have like a support a support system, system mm-hmm. of like not just one person and, yeah. and whatnot. But, you know, it's important to identify it. And then talk to at least one person about it because at least that person will give you like a different perspective. And if you have the ability and have the confidence that someone at work who like, let's say you have your boss and you know for a fact you have, let's say it's panic episodes or whatever, to at least be able to go to your boss if you have a comfortable boss. Or, you know, it could be HR if depending on your scenario, you know, and my scenario was was my boss. boss. I I went up to my boss. I'm like, look, I got to talk to you about something. And he's like, okay. And like he knew right away. But I looked at him, he's like, okay, so you want me to go in the office because it's something that you don't want to talk about in the bullpen, so to speak. And we went in and, you know, I just, I lay, I didn't lay everything out. I was just like, you know, this and this is happening. Uh, it is directly affecting my work. And he's like, and he was actually kind of happy. He was like, I noticed something and we just, I wasn't sure if you were in a slump or I know we're in a stressful time, but now that you're telling me this, what do you need as like a bit of like do you need like a day do you need a couple of days you know and then Mm -hmm. because of that it didn't result in me having excuses but he was just like okay you're having a bad day today you know you have your deliverables right you do do we have a problem with that are you gonna be able to do it and it was like yeah but it what what was good about that is that because I was able to build something with that person and then I had that Mm -hmm. when something later on came around he would t- come and pull me aside and be like, look, uh, I, he- I heard that this happened. Do you need more time? Like, for example, when that's, one- that's good. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, I'm not saying that every boss is going to be yeah, like no. that. Like you have to like, obviously pick and choose. Like, I think the most important thing is identifying yourself. What's going on. Identify someone that you can speak to just so, because the, the reason why I encourage about someone to speak to somebody about it is a, um, it's important to get a second perspective because sometimes we like to die self-diagnose yeah. and you could self-diagnose obviously incorrectly. Of, of like, course. you know, I, I, at one point in time, I thought I was super anxiety. And then my friend was like, after we had 
a conversation. It was like, I don't, it's not that I didn't think he, I had any anxieties, but he's like, I think you're actually going through some type of depressional slump and just these things that are bouncing off to each other that are, that are building. Right. Okay. And in doing that, um, and my, my friend was my, was my cousin. And at one point in time, I, I hit a really bad rock bottom and she was the, she was actually the, the person who did probably w- what I think is the hardest step. Cause for me, like I said, it's, it's identification, ideally speaking to someone mm-hmm. acknowledging that you might need help beyond your own means. Okay. All those are like difficult, but for me, what the hardest one was actually picking up the phone and calling someone for help because people, this is my perception for what happened with me, but for me, it was more like I was admitting defeat and to acknowledge that you have these things going on. It's not actually admitting defeat. It's admitting that you're starting to get to know yourself. Yeah, but it's like, I I could see why it would be difficult to, you know, say these things. For example, um, you know, when you're like, I know, especially in the black community, when people go see therapists and stuff like that like i've heard some family members of mine be like yeah this person uh you know this person is crazy you have heard some people suggest my godmother suggested therapy to somebody of my family and they were like nah i'm not a crazy person why would i go see a therapist you know what i mean and it's these kind of comments where i feel like maybe it's difficult for people to be like I can't even take care of my own, like my own mind. Why would mm. I have to go see somebody? Because that means something is wrong with me. And sometimes people have difficulties admitting that something's wrong, like ro- not wrong. I don't want to yeah, say yeah, wrong, we but don't something want to use the, is... We're not, we're not trying to use the word wrong yeah, or but issue thing, or but whatever. That's, you want to be sensitive. That's how some people can like phrase it. Because yeah. I've heard some, like this is what my auntie said. I don't have nothing wrong. Why would I go see some somebody to say something is wrong with me? And I'm like, it's not that something is wrong with you. It's that you're currently in a in a mental place right yeah. now where you you don't know how necessarily to get out of it yeah. and maybe you've tried talking to some friends and maybe your friends don't know how to help you because sometimes as 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 somebody that could be external to something you see your friend or a family member or whoever going through certain things mm-hmm. and you really don't know what to do and you also feel defeated because you're like then am i a good friend or a good you know whatever yeah, partner course. or whatever because like how do i deal with that and there's one thing i wanted to discuss with you so you said the first thing is to acknowledge what you have. Um, so I don't know if you've heard of Summer Walker. Summer Walker is an R&B artist. She has one of the best R&B albums out right now. She has social anxiety. Okay. And she, she mentioned that on social media. She mentioned it. And uh, so people know. Fans are aware. Management is aware. People are aware. That's great. And um, she actually was completely... People were bashing her online because, you know, she had these meet and, meet and greet sessions. And she would not give people hugs. You know, she has social anxiety. Yeah, she said yeah, she doesn't, yeah. you know what I mean? And like people were bashing her online and saying, you know, if you know you don't want to do that, why are you trying to be a singer? Why are you trying to be in the music industry? Why don't you give people hugs? You're rude. You're this, you're that. And it's like, but there's also this thing where sometimes you voice out what you have, but people's expectation of what you're supposed to do after don't necessarily match with, you know, the energy of, okay, I understand you have mental issues, but yet. But see, that's a double stigma because there's two stigmas there, right? Mm-hmm. There's, first of all, there's always a stigma about mental health. Like you were saying, like when with your, your, your auntie was saying like, you know, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. If you're going through something, instead of thinking that something's wrong with me, think of it as like, I have a challenge right now. I like example, if you were learning to play a sport, mm-hmm. you're not going to be the best the first day you're going, right? You're going to need trainer you're gonna need a coach you're gonna need maybe teammates to help you improve that's how you gotta see it and i mean luckily for us we're living in an age where 
I think there's a lot of things that are maybe not the greatest thing about the whole millennial movement and, and being PC and, and all that. I think there's a certain degree of, okay, we're going overboard with like judging what is funny and what people can say and not saying in comedic roles, for example. But one thing that is really good about the, the PC movement is that at least it's letting the conversation happen. And I feel like the stigma is going slowly down. But what's odd about it is like, for example, with, with uh, what's the name of the artist? Summer Walker. Summer Walker. Like she had a... Congrats to her for being able to beat the stigma in herself and saying, you know what, I'm going to voice this out. But the, the other stigma there is that it's a social stigma, right? People have this weird thing where they think that, oh, if you're an entertainer, because I went to your show, I'm paying your salary. You have to do what I want to do. Exactly. That's not how it works. That A, that doesn't help, regardless of the potential mental aspects of what's going on there a that doesn't work that doesn't. Uh, just because i go to a basketball game doesn't mean i get to go up to uh basketball is a bad choice because i don't i'm biking on the name right now uh it doesn't it doesn't LeBron. mean I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lebron james and be like well you know i expect you to like score so many three throws tonight and if you don't uh reimburse me it doesn't work that way you know and, yeah. and, and when in regards to her the thing that sucks about that is that the social stigma there is that you're she's an entertainer but then she's telling you what it is and then people are like oh well don't use that as a crutch and that's that's a problem in today's society is that just because you say mental health don't think the person's using it as a crutch i do admit there are some people who try and manipulate people yeah and they try and manipulate the system to use it as a crutch Mm -hmm. but like give the benefit of the doubt first see if the person's crying wolf after a while in this situation i don't think that's the case um but it's just like it's important like i don't know I was actually watching a concert online the other day and about this band, Billy Talent. It's one of my favorite bands. And he said something very interesting in between one of the songs. He's like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're black or white. It doesn't matter. And he was being a little crass with it. But he's like, you know, it doesn't matter if you're black or white, brown or yellow or whatever. Like, you know, he was just appeasing to like a mass. He's like, it doesn't matter if you're... Catholic, religious, Muslim, uh, atheist. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're tall, small, uh, straight, gay, lesbian, transgendered. Love everyone the same. Yeah. You know, and same thing when it comes to like social, uh, sorry, with uh, mental health. It's like if someone's reaching out to you, think about it for two seconds. Like what if I was in that position? What would I want? Would I want some help? I, yeah. you Most likely you're saying yes, you know. True. But then, okay, so... I'm gonna hit you with that story. So I was in a situation where I had a I had a friend, okay, that was that had that was going through mental health issues, right? Mm-hmm. And um at first as a friend and with the family, we were still able to, you know, have conversation with this person and try and make him feel better or whatever. I did suggest at some point, you know, maybe to this that this person should go and see a therapist or a psychologist or anything. Um I was put in a situation where then this person was like, okay, I'm going to do something. But like seeing me as like basically put me in a position where I was the only escape route. I won't dis- I won't explain yeah, the whole yeah, thing because, you yeah. know, I don't want to put this person's business out there. But basically I was, you know, when you have like a, you're somebody's safety net. Yes. Basically, I was the only thing that was keeping this person there. And like this person was basically saying, like, if you're not there for me, then I'm, I, I don't need to be here. That's, and oh. and it's like you're so now you're put in a position where it's like you want to help this person but now you're also overwhelmed and now your mental health is like being challenged because mm-hmm. it's like 
I don't want to be somebody's only thing that is ma- like maintaining them mm. like alive pretty much. You know, I don't want to be in that position where it's like I have your whole life and your whole the weight of your mental state on my shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah. So how do you you know when that happens? Cuz it happens. Oh yeah, it, no, happens. it happens. I've been in that position do, too. Exactly. So it's like how do you navigate this while you still try you want this person to be okay? But you also want to pull back because you like because I the, my reaction and I don't I'm not saying that this is the right reaction but I had to pull back I called family I said listen this is what's going on because I can't deal with it by myself right now this is what's going on you need you guys need to go and find a therapist or something because I know that I won't be capable of doing anything because this person is not listening to what I'm saying right now no. you know what I mean. Well- So that was my that was my my reaction was to literally pull away. Like I just I'm I don't think it was the necessarily the best option, but I at that time it's like I was so overwhelmed that my brain was just like okay, you need to go. Like you, yeah. you just well, need I mean, to pull up. I mean life life to a certain degree is kind of like flying on a plane, right? Like when you when you fly on a plane what do they always say, right? They always say put on your your oxygen mask first before mm-hmm. you help someone else because True. if you don't have your oxygen mask and you lose consciousness you're both out the window right yeah. so i a i don't think what you did was was wrong in any because like when it comes to relationships right like whether or not you're talking about um you know friends mm. or family or your lover um or your partner when you're dealing a situation you have and someone has a mental issue there there's two there's two people at play There's the person who's unfortunately going through something yeah. and the and the person who is who is in your life. Now, what will always what will usually happen is that it's going to be hard for the person who's who's going through their 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 thing to open up. That's usually the first, you know, the first sign of 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 an issue. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, so it's hard for them to open up and then it's hard for the person who's trying to help because you know, you don't want to stop over bounds. You realize that there's triggers. You're not trying to trigger them. You're being careful that you know What am I doing maybe even self-consciously that I don't even know is triggering that person? There's a lot of things going on. But what's important at that point in time is that um, first and foremost, the person who's going through something, when you're asking for help, it's not it's not saying, oh, I'm going to ask for help and, and I'm going to take a back seat. Yeah. Uh, you know, when it comes to mental health, one thing that's very important is to be proactive. Proactive does not necessarily mean I'm doing something every single day or every single minute to try and do it but you have to be proactive in the sense of like you know I know there's something going on I you have to, as like you know and we're to, and, uh, you know right now we're talking about I'm assuming that we're talking about adults we're not talking about kids you know let's let's try and keep it up to a certain degree but like yeah. if you're an adult you have to take a certain degree of responsibility mm-hmm. but like and it's hard because I know you know the thing that sucks about mental health is that nothing's rational when someone's going through something like that right mm. so you have to try and just As a person coming into trying to help them, you have to try and help them and help them be an anchor. But for the other person, don't make it an like keep help it so it like, keeps you grounded. But while they're keeping you grounded, build another anchor, build your own anchor. Yes. You know, and it's like don't you know whether it's listening to motion motivational videos, uh, whether it's just having a weekly talk with a friend, or you know, and what what I said before uh, a little bit before is like it's important. As much as it's important to talk to one person, if you have the ability to create a, a, a support system, yeah, ideally have like you know two or three people that you kn- you know are close to you. They don't even necessarily need to. It's not like you're going to sit there and have them all come in yeah. and talk about it. But like 
you don't want to necessarily overburden someone with something because obviously like you have your stuff that you're going through but other people are going through other things too right so it's like it's a really hard juggling game but at the end of the day what's important is that like you so you you want to lift up you know uh one thing that's that they say is that you know it takes the same amount of muscles to frown as it does to smile yeah however i always laugh when someone says that because it's i always say it's it's easier to let things fall than to raise them right so it's always harder to do that but no at the end of the day um and one thing unfortunately it's going to sound a little cliche life's not easy you know not from you know and we have we have you know it's not just because mental problems like whether or not you're talking about it like through something direct like having an anxiety or depression or just you know what sometimes you could have a bad mental week just because everything goes wrong you have a crappy monday you know your your car breaks down uh your 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 girl your 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 partner is going through something or you can't see bad news yeah you know uh and bad news doesn't necessarily have to be directly related to for all you know your your favorite brand broke up but that was your escape route and now you don't know where you're gonna go to you know like things happen and the important thing is to always try and brush yourself off and try and pick yourself up yeah. Uh, and to be honest with not just yourself but with other people. But I feel like also being honest with other people is is hard when you go through things or when you see other people go through things. Because even sometimes when you see your friends going through things, like I, I had a something recently with a friend and I was telling my friend, you are this is a depression, you are depressed. And this person was like, no, I'm good. And I was just like, no, you're depressed. Like I, I've been seeing you from like... I see you, I talk to you, and it's been a few months now, and now I think it's time for me to tell you that you're depressed. And mm-hmm. this person's like, no, I'm not. And then three days later, this person's like, okay, I think you're right. Because um, we had been talking about it, and I'm like, she's like, you're gonna, I'm going to book an appointment and go see a psychologist. And I was like, okay, that's, that's, that's good. Great. Is that what you want to do? Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Three days later, no, I'm fine. I'm not going to see the psychologist. I just canceled. So I'm like, but then also as a friend, it's also your job not to be like, I told you to do this, told you to do that. It's like you also have to understand that's on their own terms sometimes. Yeah. And it takes time. It's not the easiest thing to be like, okay, I'm going to see a psychologist and I'm going to tell my problems to this person. But I also had a friend. When I was um, still in France, I was playing um, American football. Mm-hmm. And um, this this girl that I met there in the team, she is one of the sweetest humans I've met. She has a bipolar disorder. So she is either the nicest person or she can kill you. Oh boy. It's it's that level of and she doesn't even realize it when she blacks out and she gets mm. to that level of but one escape route, well two that she had found at the time was the sport and also art. And when we met, she just started painting and now well I'm here, but I see her on Instagram. She she now she does uh, art galleries. She has a bunch of her paintings that are, you know, on exhibits at different places and I know that from talking to her, this is one of the things that keeps her grounded, not just her relationship that she has with a girlfriend or other people or friends. She like sometimes when she feels like stuff are coming up or whatever, she she just goes by herself and she just picks up a paintbrush that's, and she just, that's you know, amazing. and her, the art that she makes is pretty great. And I know that for some people, art has been an escape route, mm-hmm. like whether it's, I don't know, making, um, you know, making a sculpture or painting, singing, dancing. A lot of people express with uh with dance or, or poetry. Or poetry, any any type of something that can make you feel good. It doesn't have to be talking to an actual human. It could no, be. Of course. It could, some people have you know um pets. 
pets and their will... pets help them a lot with mm-hmm. whatever they're going through so that was one of the things that that was actually one of the things i got shortly after i started getting uh, because I, I i i'll be open like you know i did get i when i say i went to go get help i got i went to therapy it was it was mm-hmm. very you know it, it was hard at first but it was important to go and as you said one thing that the person even identified with me right away is like you know, you have a lot of things that you say you like to do, but you're you're not necessarily doing them. Start doing them. And, you know, even at, you know, because I was, I had a friend that he was like, his his coping mechanisms, unfortunately, was just smoking a bunch of weed and, and drinking a lot. And like, it's not to say that you could do that from time to time. Like, it's not bad. But like, when, when you have these coping mechanisms, ideally, you want it to be something that's constructive for you. You know, like, yeah. I, like I had one friend, um... He uh, he just did boxing. That's good. Just box like you know like bad day and like you, you know you talking and I you know you answer the phone and he's just like yeah nope gloves I'm like oh okay like that was like his way of just being like yeah. openly I don't want to talk about anything I just gotta get it out of my system. Uh, I have some friends that like like you were like your friend drawing some of it is music yeah. some of it is just simply going for walks on nice days. Or uh, I had one friend that just really enjoyed people watching. I know I've been saying I would create a Patreon page, but guess what? The Franklin Armstrong Collective, my podcast is a part of, just launched one. You can show your support by becoming a patron and help the whole collective create beautiful content for you. If you like what we do, drop a comment, a review. Go to patreon.com slash Franklin Armstrong, D-O-T, com. Patreon.com slash Franklin Armstrong, com. Show your support. We appreciate you. So, uh, so when thing watching is great. Yeah, and the thing for that person is that winter time. Uh, sorry, summertime. It was super easy. Like, sorry, anytime it was not winter, mm-hmm. it was really easy for that person because that. So, oh, I'm just gonna walk. I'll walk downtown. Mm-hmm. There's events and stuff, and I I just enjoy because how the person described it is like, I'm going through some stuff, and I know that I know that I'm going to get to a point in time where it's going to be good. And I know right now it's bad. It's not. It's maybe not necessarily actually bad in my life, but it's bad in my head. Yeah. I want to go people watch because it reminds me that there's the that it's out there to be. Because mm. that that person, the person I'm specifically speaking of, was more relationship based. Like they okay. were they were tired of you know they had a lot of bad raps and you know a lot of unique scenarios where they just weren't. happy and you know you know the the people that they were with was kind of bad so when they would do the people watching thing was just to remind themselves like oh you know what like there's this 50 year old couple it could even happen at that age where you see something cute where they're doing and going out or whatever but then also on the consequence side of things when it was winter harder to if anyone's been in montreal it's you don't want to be outside by minus 30 yeah exactly so then i think if i remember correctly they ended up doing some type of like spinning class like Ooh. for many years, it would just be spinning. Ba- it would no, it'd be many years of just like okay, winter's just my bad time. Okay, and then that person eventually, I think they talked to one of their friends, and their friends like when they mentioned it, like, oh, no wonder you have such a bad time during the winter time. You just have to figure out something else. Yeah, and you know, it, I think maybe it was through like another friend where it's like, oh, it's just just Do join me class. and like you know, it just it just it landed that way. I'm like, that's really cool. It's true. I I actually well. Because I know winter is here now and I've been trying to like see what I could do because, you know, I, well, for example, yesterday I was supposed to go out with a friend and the friend was sick 
So the friend called me and was like, hey, I'm sorry. Like, I don't feel good at all. And I could see because th- that was a FaceTime call. And I saw their face and I was like, whoa, just go yeah. back to bed, you know. Yeah. But another friend of mine messaged me. He was like, hey, you want to go for drinks? And my first reaction was like, ah, it's cold outside. I don't want to go out. Mm-hmm. But then this morning I woke up and I'm like, I should have went out for drinks. Because that's how the, I know myself. I know I would just stay in my house all winter long outside of work. And so I'm, I'm like looking for stuff to do. So I'm like, you know, there's always activities in Montreal. So I know that seasonal depression is also very real. That is also, I was, I was, I, that was my way of trying to get, that's yeah. a very, it's a very real thing. Seasonal depression is very real. Like you could feel the change in the atmosphere and yeah. how people look and talk. And I feel, um, um, I remember I was talking to a friend and I'm a part of these people that don't believe in decorating your house for Christmas in November. I do not believe <laughs> in it. I, like I was mad. November 15th, it was decorations everywhere, the like Christmas playlist everywhere. And I was just like, no, it's still November. <laughs> Why are you doing this? But then she she was telling me for her, it was also, you know, a way to be like, I'm decorating my house. It's putting joy in her heart. And like, because there's so much stuff going on and like, she's starting to be depressed a bit, a little bit about the weather and other stuff that it just puts a little bit of joy in her heart to, you know, decorate and listen to some music and watch, you know, those terrible Christmas movies that everybody hates, but we love to watch them. I do that all the time. (laughs) I I hate these movies, but I watch them. And it's just like, you know, just finding something that you, that you like doing that you said is constructive, but to go back on what you said on on the weed thing, I know that, so weed is legal in Canada for the people listening Mm -hmm. that are not in Canada. Weed is legal in Canada. And, one of the things that I noticed as, because I, well, I graduated, I would say like a year and a half ago or something. So when I was a student, I know for a fact that, and I still have some friends that are still in school, they smoke a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. And all they do is smoke and study, smoke and study. Yep. And they have, I have some friends that have amazing grades. They are like, they're doing masters in engineering and stuff like that. But all they do is smoke and study. And I've talked to them and they're like, once I'm done studying, once I'm done with school, I'm just going to reduce like smoking to probably a weekend thing. Cause it's like, they know they are aware that it's not good, but they're like, for now, this is the only coping mechanism that I have because I don't, you know, I'm a student, I'm broke. I don't have the time to go do this or this activity. I don't mm-hmm. have, and I need to focus on going to the library and making sure these yeah. grades are up. And I, and I had a lot of friends like that too. Um, it's one of those things, like as long as you, as long as you keep to that and you do, because like, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of because I, I had a conversation with someone recently um, about it, and it was uh, a person who was studying in the field, and they're like, it's so hard to to suggest to people to smoke weed because it's hard to make sure that they don't create it as a uh, an escape. Not yeah. because it's it's not just escape, but it's like it's putting life on pause, it which is. is maybe putting your problems on pause. You know, and, and which in which case some people are like, oh, well, I just need it to help me go to sleep or something like that. Like yeah. I have like, you know, I have a friend. Uh, he has chronic back problems because he had a bad injury when he was younger. He has to have weed before he, he goes to bed because he, he won't sleep. Okay. He can't. But that's, you but know, that's different, right? Yeah, that's Whereas different. people who have men, who, who are going through something mentally, it's very easy to say, oh, I'm going to have a drink today or I'm going to have a weed today. I'm just going to like turn off. Yeah. But if you never, if you never uh, face the person in the mirror so to speak yeah it's just gonna stay there that's why it's like the thing about mental issues or, or mental challenges is that s- being scared or fear is always really present because it usually the reason why it's there is because it's something unknown but in today's society like 
you have the internet that could help you, you out. You do. You have, if, if you call the government, there's plenty of, I think almost every single government has a call line that you can do. Yep. If you, if you're lucky enough, maybe your job has uh, somewhere where you can call. Uh, there's a, there's a thing, there's a, a, an organization, at least in, in Canada called Morneau Chapelle. Uh, they specifically do a lot more family stuff, but they also have a mental health section. So, you know, call them up, look them up. And, you know, usually consultation is free. Um, yeah. You know, uh, my job has one too. Yeah. And usually maybe like the first six sessions are free or something like that. And then, you know, you start paying. And then there's also like certain like tricks, like, for example, like what we're saying, you know, like try and find something constructive, challenge yourself to do something. Like if you're someone who is creative, uh, may try and find something that is more uh, like, let's say creative is more like you doing your own personal thing. Try and find something um, that involves other people. So whether that's uh, going, finding a, a circuit class or, or a spinning class or going to the gym or going to, uh, I don't know, um, uh, a museum, art, museums, art, art expos or, or yep. whatnot. And these are great. Yeah. And also, you know, there's also the concept of like realizing what are com- like going online and finding common stuff. So if, for example, we were talking about seasonal depression before. One thing about seasonal depression is the reason why it happens is because uh, it gets darker so- sooner. That's one of the yeah. main triggers. So one thing that's really important is that if you know you're going to be home all day, turn all the lights on the house. Yeah, so, do that. So it looks like it's summer outside. Or take vitamin D. Vitamin D is a very strong one. It's vitamin, a, that's a very great suggestion. Vitamin D is because the reason why a lot of people feel down is because, well, because it's darker earlier and also you're probably at work or inside mm-hmm. all day, you don't get your daily dose of vitamin D that is provided it's by very, the sun. And, and it's very important. So it's very important. That's why they sell those crazy expensive lamp, uh, solar, well, fake solar lamp that give yeah. you like fake sunlight. Yeah. Uh, so you can, you know, wake up in the morning and get a little bit of, I mean, if you, that's what you're into, mm-hmm. get that lamp, yeah. you know? And, and if you, if you want another one, um, one thing that I I did once was um, it's gonna sound a little silly, but on the on my wall in my house uh, in my bedroom, I just I took a bunch of paper and on every piece of paper I wrote something that I knew was like some type of advice that you know would help me, and then I just put that paper on the wall. I stuck it on the wall. Yeah. So whenever I was ang- if I was anxiety, I just kind of went to the wall and I read a few quotes or whatever, you know, and you could also, that's it, a good one. or you could buy, there's, there's actual art out there. There's some places that like, you know, like those love arts, love and peace arts. Yep. Like you have that and you put it, like it's, it helps. There's also, um, going to a rage room. Yes. If you don't feel okay. And then I don't know, somebody's trying you, you just not good. Go to a rage room with mm. a friend or by yourself, book the room. I don't know. It's not too expensive. It's not too, they, uh, a friend of mine went there, uh, I know two people who yeah. went there uh, the other day and brought, because it's two friends of mine, they both went through a breakup, they brought the crap from the exes yeah. and just destroyed it. And you can destroy pretty much anything you want mm. and it's pretty safe. They give you baseball bats and everything yeah. that you would want to like smash a bunch of objects. It actually helps to let off some steam. It just, yeah. you know, there's multiple ways of like coping with different things and sometimes it's pretty hard to, you know, go through a mm-hmm. lot of stuff and um, especially one thing I will say is to check on your strong friends or strong family members you know the one that the ones you never seem to have a problem yeah the one that everybody comes to Mm -hmm. you know like to talk about their problem but the one that never talks about their problem to other people so i would say that that's that's already that's always something to do but one thing i definitely 
wanted to talk about because because you had mentioned this when we when we had this conversation prior to recording the episode is that you know uh, we mentioned that you know sometimes you have friends and you're like okay i'm gonna try and help my friend that is going through something but you also mentioned that sometimes friends or family members or whoever can act can actually make it worse yeah because like for example if you're when you're like you know how can i say okay if you're if you're talking you know our parent we love our parents you know and you obviously uh, you know, I love my mom and my dad and whatnot, and but they're not—they weren't the first person I went to. In, in in regards to my family, it was it was my cousin because me and her had a more um, open relationship, and I could talk. Uh, when I was going personally, when I was going through my my stuff, when I was my best friend, my my what would have been at the time my best friends, uh, they were in the dark for a while, only because it wasn't because you know, and and this is this is more of a. I, I think this applies, this could apply to women as well, but I definitely feel this may be applied more to males. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a tendency to be very proud people and be very, you know, we have to be strong because, you know, society tells us we yeah. have to be strong and we're, we're, we're always the knights, right? We're always holding the shield with the sword and we're at the, the gates. And when you're around a bunch of, of your friends who uh, are, have a tendency to be alpha males, they have a tendency to not be sensitive, Mm. um so it's so maybe the first person you should speak to is probably someone who you feel you can be sensitive with okay because uh, like you know i had some friends that i i actually they they didn't realize but i i kindly hung out with them less or i hung out with them with more in a group setting not because they weren't my friends anymore but because at some point in time if you for example if you realize that one of your things is that you know i i'm in a negative headspace I need to be around positive, positive right now. But let's say your two best friends, one just lost his job and is angry every day, and one is broken up with their his ex. But unfortunately, they're they're forced to still live with each other or something. Like if you're having these like, and I'm just doing a scenario. Yeah, I'm not yeah, making yeah. saying this in my life, but if that's coming, it's it's not it's no shame. Like still call them to make sure that they're doing okay. Yeah. But if you know you have anxieties and that's dragging you down, you don't necessarily have to be with them all night or hang out with them every day. You could call other friends who you have who are like, you know, I'm going through this. I need some type of positivity. Like I, what I personally did is I had about three, four friends and, and you know, I'm lucky. I, you know, I have a very small family, which resulted when I was a kid, I have a very small family. So it resulted in me creating a relatively like strong when I made a friend I had made a very strong connection with them and now I do have like a relatively good decent amount of friends of which about three or four of them I called them and I was uh, and they knew what I was going through and I just said if I call you up and I say this word or I say these specific sentences it's me trying to tell you in a public place or in a public setting I'm going I am having an anxiety moment right now okay I'm having a, a, a very bad mental moment and I can't control it you know, I was because I was very open with my friends. I'm like, That's if good, something but... happens mm-hmm. this way, and the thing is, like, it's funny because sometimes your friends will try and rationalize something, and the best thing you could say, at least if you're going through anxiety, is that it's anxiety. There's nothing rational about it. Yeah, no, it's just purely you know, your brain is just not yeah. at ease right now. And then when if you are in a situation though where the only thing you can de- the only friend or friends that you can confide in are those alpha male types. The best thing you can do is try and have a smart conversation with them so that 
don't, 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 don't try and explain saying, oh no, I have this problem and this is how it isn't. Go to them and say, look, this is what's going on with me. And I need you to know that this is how I perceive things now. Or when I'm going through this, logic's out the window and this is what's happening to me. How would you go about it when it comes to, so for example, I'm thinking about my family members. So I have a, I'm I'm Caribbean, right? So Mm. not to say that every Caribbean people are like that, but I know that culturally speaking, at least for the people, not from my generation, but my parents' generation or my aunties a little bit older, um, you know, they don't really understand these kind of concepts. It's more like stop being a little bitch. Like just that that's some stuff that I've heard them say. And it's just yeah. looking at it now, it's just like, okay, no, y'all, y'all have a lot of like I said, my godmother, you know, suggested that we do a, a family therapy because you know I believe that's that amazing. We need that. And also, well, I don't want to go into too much in details, but the whole trauma of slavery and there's research on it that shows that trauma is actually you know pain is actually basically given through dna there's a lot of stuff and i, I see a lot of behavior mm-hmm. that for sure stem from certain of the things that maybe ancestors or whatever went through i see it we all see it I, my cousins and i but and even in the way like we handle my parents or my aunties handle certain situations however you know, if you come to them and like, yeah, this this person is suffering from mental health issues, they're like, oh, what mental health issues? Like, they're just a little bitch. Or they will be like, if they try to understand, they would just be like, I don't get it. I think you should just be stronger. Which, at some point in time, when I was younger, I had points in time where I was like, yeah, no, these people are just not strong mentally. I remember my, I remember saying this and my mom was just like, you'll just see later. Yeah. And now I get it and I'm just like, so what would you say, let's say, to somebody that is in a situation where they're going through something and then the people that they have around them, their family members, even though they mean well, they just don't know how they to... They've got yeah, you know, generational block. Yeah, they have that um, thing going on. I think it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when I was bringing it into my family, like I, not one thing that I actually found made it easier is I identified first which person I could speak to. Okay. And then I just made sure that... It was between us for now. Not to say I didn't want it to be sparked with all the family, but like, okay. you know, like for example, my my grandfather, he is, uh, he's a World War Two vet, mm. so like, uh, he's kind of like how you how some of your family members how you were describing, like you know, he's he's headstrong, like he's like I, mean, I survived the war. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like what 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 can happen now, you know? Yeah. So he's one that he's he's very not insensitive, but he's just not very. He doesn't have those emotional ties, and it's. It just means that I didn't talk to him specifically about okay. it. And I, I identified who in my family I could speak to, mm-hmm. and which ended up being my mom and ended up being my, my cousin. And then they kind of helped me bring it to the light of other people in the family. So just the family as a consensus just understood um, a little bit about what was going on, but not necessarily the details, but say they, they if someone turned around and said, Oh, Dave's not here today. He's not. He's not feeling well. That's all that needed to be said. Okay. Uh, now it's not. Uh, like, I also want to say one thing. I'm talking about. It, it might look like I'm all super confident and and what I'm discussing right now. This is was years of work. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'm someone who I could say uh, I'm proud who, because of all the journey I've I've gone through and and who I went to for assistance and and how I've been able to at least be open about it. Now I'm very open. Now I'm very happy because, ironically, by 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 going head on with my mental health and the things that I was going through, it actually helped me learn who I was and helped me 
become more confident and, and, and whatnot, which also mental health might also be growing pains for some people as, mm. as much as it could also be, you know, demons that we do fight. Yeah. But when it comes to, to the family thing, you want it to be known, but you know, there are certain things that sometimes you keep things separate, you know, like example, if we were to go back to like the nineties, uh, when people were coming out, you know, I, I had some friends cause I have some friends who are, who are, um, actually now I have friends who are, are both, uh, um, homosexual and lesbian and transgender. I actually know it all. And I've, so I've heard all the different aspects about it. And, you know, one thing that they said is like, you know, sometimes you can't change it. And sometimes you just have to say, like, if, it, if it's becoming a problem, mm-hmm. you just have to address it and say, Hey, this is who I am. Just like if like, you know, where's where someone's coming out and saying, this is who I am coming out with your mental health saying, Hey, this is what I, what I'm dealing with. Okay. And this is how, I'm dealing with it. And you know what? Maybe I'm not being the best with it. Maybe I'm, I'm still working on it. But this is this is who I am. Like, the, the most important thing with when it comes to your family is that you can't shy away from who you are. <clears throat> Will that result in maybe getting a bad reaction? Because that's also a really hard thing, right? When we're when with any problem, not just yeah, mental health. Sure. If you say you have a problem, people get nervous about how people are going to react to you. And that's that is a thing. But if anything, that helps you figure out who's on your side and who's not on your side. And, you know, if it's, if it ends up resulting in your family not being able to help. Yeah. It is, it is a unfortunate scenario. It is. But then it just means, you know, just like how I said before, you know, how there were some friends I wouldn't speak to about it. Yeah. And if that results, like, if that results in you having to push them away, if anything, if, if the family does care, then they'll then they will naturally turn around and, yeah. and come back. You know, they'll figure it it's, out. It's it's a hard it's a hard. There's no the thing about mental health. There's no. I wish there was like a a step by step guidance about, like, about yeah, how to socialize none. it, about how to step on it. But at the end of the day, it's always very personal. It is, but it's mostly. I feel like a lot of people have, like you said, you know, about they fear the reaction of the people they're going to like, you mm-hmm. know. A, a, like tell their issues too so you know like for example how do you you know okay for example i'm an only child i live all the way across the world my mom is in france i'm here so let's say if i was to go through some difficult times it's like not only am i not okay well i'm good but i'm just saying if that was the case if that was the case not only am i like something is is going on and I don't know necessarily what it is and I, I I'm struggling with it. But then how can I call my mom and be like this is what's going on? Cause then you're the only child. You don't wanna you create, you know, you you create don't fear create, on the other exactly, side. Exactly. You don't want to put you don't want your mom to feel a certain way and to be like, what did I do? Is my daughter okay? Is my son okay? Is whatever. You know what I mean? So I could see why because I like I said, I have a lot of, of friends that are still in cool in school that were in school that are international students and I see them like like I see them not only broke but emotionally not okay, mentally not okay. But they are pushing through because they're like, I can't call my mom and say I did not succeed. I can't make these people have paid that much money and and you know did that for me and I'm not I'm not good. Like that that's not an issue. That's not an option for me. So I could see why you know people have difficulties mentioning it. And I feel like because people are afraid of you know voicing it out. Mm-hmm. That's why some people still don't know how to 
react to certain things because we don't talk even though right now it's very much in a public discourse i feel like it's in a public discourse yes but do people really talk about it at home like it where it actually you know i know i know what you're talking about the only way i could describe it as this is that or at least this is how what when one of the things i felt and i and i've actually had conversations with my friends who have gone through stuff because like i mentioned i have a, had a few friends when it comes to it because what it is is like it's imagine that you someone adds a weight on your shoulder like they add one pound day one mm-hmm. and then they add another pound the next day and as time goes on as every day goes on it feels like there's an extra pound being put on your shoulders eventually it just completely feels weighed down and you're just you're feeling like you're dragging like yourself to just make it through the day yeah and it's hard and, and sometimes it could be like you know you don't even want to get out of bed but the thing that's important in trying to be open and trying to face it as scary as it can be once you i i find and this is this again my personal experience i'm not saying i don't want to quote for everybody but something about eventually one day kind of like for a lack of a better term ripping open up your window and just screaming it from the rooftop saying this is what i'm going through and and this is how i feel it will help a lot with yeah taking it down with t- taking off those those weights that have been be- putting on your shoulders and you know and again to try and break the stigma there is no problem in going to go see whether it be a psychologist a, a therapist specifically mm-hmm. or or whatnot it's like it it's there is no shame in it and you know what sometimes by doing that you'll solve other problems like i you know um i'm not going to say his name or anything like that but yeah. I, I had a friend he was he, he 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 was a guy who, who was pretty good at you know picking up ladies and he was, okay. he was a pretty good dater and at one point in time he he, he confided me he's like dude like i don't i don't know how to explain this i don't know because i saw that he was super frustrated he's like like what's wrong he's like the last two three times like wasn't working and he was he was thinking ed and all this type of stuff and i, I would talk to him and like and that was the, that was ironically the way i was able to go into him and, well you know uh we'll just call him adam his name's not adam yeah okay um i'm like adam like you know I've noticed a few other things going on and like I talked to him and, okay. I, and I'm like, you know, you're going through this, this has happened, this and this has happened. Have you thought that maybe this is actually all completely stress related? It has absolutely nothing to do with what you're worried about. I think it has everything to worry about this, that was happening with your moms and this, that happened with your cousin. And I think you don't realize that it's all circled mm. back. And then he ended up, talking to people and and whatnot and he actually went to a sex therapist and the sex therapist actually was like you're actually just really going through a really like i don't think you realize and again he confided in me this i'm making up the, the name and, and all that because i'm not mm-hmm. going yeah to tell sure. them the details but sure. um you know the sex therapist was basically like you, you have so much you're, you're you're going through so much and now you're putting women so high on a pedestal you're not thinking about yourself. I mean, if you don't even care about them, and if you don't care about anything, why do you think anything's going to work? Hmm. And then, you know, he ended up kind of rearranging his life a little bit. They actually started, instead of being like, well, I'm going to take this girl out and bring her to this and that, he actually flipped the script a bit. He's like, I am going to take the girl out, but she actually has to impress me. She actually has to. One of his criteria is that he liked to laugh. Well, and, yeah, and, that's and, a good and, criteria. And, 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 and he was dating... I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna hate on them, but he was dating girls that were, had the the, the the personality of cardboard, for lack of a better term. Personality and, <laughs> of 
cardboard. <laughs> that is interesting. <laughs> so, you know, like, and then, you know, then he's just like, yo, what? Well, that was this girl last night. I'm like, okay. And she's like, she wasn't really that. Because, like, you know, he he always he was always one of those guys that tried to date, like, you know. A certain physical A certain type. physical, yeah. a certain. He had a type. Yeah. And he's like, yo, this girl's like, you know, she's like, she's a little bigger. I'm like, okay. He's like, but it was great. I'm like, was it great because you were happy and you actually cannot connect it? Because, like I said, he was going through, like, a really long patch of. Just, just dating, dating. Just dating. Just beautiful dating for women. the sake of dating. Not necessarily beautiful, but like, like I said, a t- whether or not they were so the successful. Like, within a certain So he was circle. the same physical type, but not Physical necessarily. or like a certain mental type. And okay. he's just like, but this girl's like, this girl's not so serious. So this girl's, she is silly. Mm-hmm. And she like, she's literally, she's not, she doesn't necessarily like everything I like and, the, and things like that. And I'm like, well, dude, it's because you're being challenged. And like, you know, she's... She, can I ask you, is she investing in you? She's like, yeah, she's actually getting me to know, to know me. And like the last 10 before, like, do they even know your hobbies? And they're like, not really. I'm like, like, you know, yeah, so it's so, like, okay, it's, it's, it's. So you notice the change. Yeah. In, in so like, you know, okay. everything, everything's connected. And it's just, a, I, I, I don't know how we tangent here, but we, we tangent this. Fun, fun no, but tangent, yeah, but, everything's connected. Yeah. I think that's a good thing that you actually mentioned that because it's true. I feel like sometimes. You could be focusing on one thing that you think, okay, this is the wrong, this is the thing that wasn't like that before and acts like mm-hmm. that. So it has to be that one thing. But sometimes, like you said, it could be a lot of other little things going on in your life and you're just not even paying attention to how big of a thing it makes it. And you're just like, nah, this is some little things and it has nothing to do with what's going on right now. But then, like you said, sometimes you just talk to people and they're like, no, you just did this and this and this and this and this happened and this and this happened. And you don't realize, but this is a lot of stuff, a lot of stress put on you. And stress is definitely, definitely one of the factors where like people are like, when the people start developing more and more mental health issues, mm-hmm. it could be, to be honest, there's so many different um, mental health issues that we could talk about because there's a oh, wide, a, like it's plenty and it's a spectrum and there's people having anxiety attack panic attack there's people mm-hmm. you know that are just me personally i know that whenever i don't feel the best i kind of just keep to myself and just you know i would just stay home and watch netflix like that's mm-hmm. that's that's what i do yeah like you know i watch netflix i just be home um you know, I don't like crying in public. I don't like expressing too much emotions in public or whatever. So I'll just do all of that at my house by myself. Mm. But I know that some people need to like express it. Or sometimes I just call some friends and I vent and I'm just like, and they're like, okay. And they know that if I talk about it, that means it's really bothering me. Mm. But, you know, and I don't know. I had a cat at some point in my life. That was a nice little cat that my mom actually but well not bobby this cat but she had she knew this she had this friend that had uh you know a cat that just had babies and she was like hey you can you can get one and at first she didn't want me to have a cat but then somebody died that i was very close to then she saw what happened and she was like okay we're gonna get you a cat not that this cat replaced anything it's just that you know it was some kind of emotional support and oh no trust me companionship yeah to be honest one thing that one i would say one thing especially in this day and age and I think you could relate. Uh, I, I mean, I know I can relate. I think we we've discussed this before uh, off air, but like you know, being in this day and age, uh, especially being single, uh, for those who are single, I find that there's a lot of you know um, 
I don't want to say, say loneliness, but like there's a lot of stuff that we miss because, you know, as humans, one thing, uh, what we do try and do is we, relationships are important to us as human beings, you know, having connections and having someone to love is important. And this, in today's day and age, one thing it's, you know, a lot of people are getting divorced. A lot of people are getting to culling season where they, they date for a while. And then the second it's summer, it's like, oh God, get out of my life because I only needed you for yeah. a period of time. With that all being said, companionship is a very important thing that could actually solve a lot of anxiety or depressional things in which case you know you don't necessarily companionship doesn't necessarily need to be cat or dog you know because some people hear dog and they're like well i'm not gonna have a life mm -hmm. and some people hear cat and they're like okay well you know uh, that's still a lot of like important stuff but you know some people could find it in just uh having plants some people yep. have it in having small animals like uh, a lizard or you know I, I had a friend um she she lost her dog and she was going through stuff and she ended up getting three rats. And I was like, I'm like, really rats? She's like, she's like, I know they're only a year commitment because the rats don't necessarily live that all that long yeah. from my understanding. But she's like, it's helping me with not being home alone. Yeah, I get that. And that is something like if you're someone who stays home alone a lot, some, some for some people, it's completely fine. But sometimes if you isolate yourself too much, you're going to go stir crazy. And by having, again, whether it be a plant or a pet or... Uh, you know, some people do other stuff, like, for example, they do community work yep. or, you know, do a, a big brother or the, I don't know what the equivalent is, a big sister. Yeah, they have big, the big sisters, thing. big yeah. brothers. Yeah, exactly. That's one thing that you can do or, you know, work at a youth center or and like when you say work, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to lead a bunch of kids doing something. It just means to, to help involved. out some by, by something, something with helping people or like, you know, helps something by helping people somehow it helps you you know it does it and does. I, I know it's a bit of a again we're going on some little tangents here but it's just trying to find the different uh, because there's as, as much as there's so many different ways to have a, a an anxiety or depressional or a mental moment mm -hmm. there's so many different ways to cope with it and the, the important thing is to know that there's options and to to speak to those options because like for example um even when I was going for for therapy initially mm -hmm. uh, a few years ago. Um, it wasn't the first person I went to. I went. I I remember I, I called the, my cousin gave me a number and I ended up calling in, and the person I was speaking to. I bet the person was a nice person. And I bet that they were good for somebody, but, but he was you. clearly the person I was talking on the phone was clearly somewhere in his 60s mm -hmm. at the time. My depression was a little bit linked to uh, loneliness and was a little bit linked to like. You know, trying to 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 want a family and not having it and all that type of stuff, mm -hmm. and to talk to some sixty year old did not help. You know, and then I ended up going to another one, and that person again, something fell through, and then I couldn't see that person. I was going to give up, and then by chance I saw up to to meet the third person, and that third person we just we clicked right away, and you know, it was not a a one day session. It was like you know, if yeah. you want to if you want to beat it. It's going to, it might, it'll be a battle. Maybe you'll be lucky it'll be in a month. Maybe it'll be two years. Maybe it might be five years. But the thing that you can't do is fall into submission. But you know what? I feel like it's really interesting that you just said that, you know, you, you looked for a therapist or somebody to talk to for a while before you found the actual person. Because I know that, you see, you said you couldn't relate to the 65 or so year old yeah. person. I know that I have some friends that are like, I want to see a therapist. But I want to see a woman and I want to see a black woman because there's some issues that I'm going through that only 
I, and black I completely women agree can with that. understand. And and a lot of people are like, well, why would you do that? It's a therapist. But then I was thinking about it and I was just like, it makes so much sense to be able to relate. Because if somebody has no idea how to relate with you, then how can they help you, that much? You know what I mean? To, they, they need you some have to kind feel of... comfortable too, right? Like that's what's exactly. like, and in in some some for, sometimes it has to be that way. The only thing I would expand upon that is that maybe it's not necessarily, and I, I'm only saying this because you know, I I don't know the, the therapist community. I don't know yeah. how many of, of, of we have of this person or how many males or females and of which which um cultural backgrounds they have, but. You'll be surprised who will help because I, I'm not going to say much about the therapist that I help. But as much as I said that the 65 year old didn't help, mm-hmm. the person that ended up helping me was actually a seven year old. And it's only because when I talked to him about it, about stuff, he's like, A, the, the person, he's like, I have, I have some, I have kids and my kids went through something similar to you. Okay. And because of where I was in life, because of his knowledge, he's like, you have all the, you have like this, he even explains, he's like, you have this construct in your mind about how life works. Mm. And that's because of movies. And it's because <laughs> of movies are terrible sometimes. TV. And it's because of storytelling. And it's also because for a long period of time, before we had as much options as we do now, Life was a certain way. Like yeah. even our 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 parents, for example, they were married at a very young age, and they it was very frowned upon to be divorced and this and that. And then this guy is like, "I'm going to give you examples and stories of people who did this all this later on in life." Yeah, you know. And he gave examples of like you know, like for example, if one of your things is like you know, because I know I know for example, women, this is a big thing, and in, in some men, it's a big thing, like. When you get to like an older 30, you're scared that it's over. You're like, life's over. I'm already not going to get married or in this not and whatnot. But he's like, this guy gave me an example. He's like, uh, oh, who was it? I think it was the guy who did the the Great Gatsby or the Godfather or something. I forget which one. But like uh, 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 a, a writer mm-hmm. ended up only getting like married at like 55 and having like seven kids starting at 50. So yeah. it put things like in perspective, you know, and like that's that was how my guy related to me. But no one was able to relate with that before. So like that's just like that's just a small story. And sorry, that's a bit of a random tangent again. But it's just a small story of saying like, you know, not everyone's going to fit with you, but you have to find the fit. And if once that fit happens, mm-hmm. it happens really fast yeah. to like starting starting to feel better happens a lot faster than you would think. And you see how people would go to a lot of length to actually take care of their physical body. So, you know, they will go see a nutritionist and mm-hmm. they will go and get a personal trainer, take a membership card at the gym. They will, you know, watch all these videos on YouTube, on workouts mm-hmm. that you could do at home, workouts that you could do at the gym. So we invest a lot into our physical bodies. They spend money on on surgery, you know, to mm-hmm. look a certain way, feel a certain way. But then when it comes to our mental health, so our mental body, I like to call it a mental body because it's like yeah. you, you're in your body for sure. No, like I, I like brain, what, You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, no, I think it's a really good analogy. It's like we don't, I feel like we don't necessarily spend the same amount of energy into taking care of that mental body because it's like 
And it's crazy to me because it's something that you have to live with every day. You live with yourself every day and then you go through stuff every day but we don't you know maybe because oh i don't want i don't want people to think i'm crazy because some people still think like that i don't want to go see a therapist because what am i going to tell the therapist i'm just going to look at him or her and she or he is going to look at me and so a lot of people don't invest that much time but then at the same time it's funny because certain people that would be like i don't want to go see a therapist because it's dumb will watch motivational videos or will you know listen to and that's a trap by the way it I, I would say it depends. I think I think that correction. I think motivational videos are, are good, but there are some people that their message could be proper, but it's not proper for you. Like yeah. there's 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 this one guy. Oh, I wish I remembered his name. Um, he's like gray hair, or maybe he's in his forties or whatever. I forget his name. But he was like, I watched his motivational videos, and I remember when I first started watching them, it was very motivational. But as I got more wise to what was bothering me for lack of a better term mm -hmm. um i realized that his motivation videos were actually too aggressive mm. and they actually after a while i'm like this is actually a negative for you yeah okay exactly so it's important to find that but then there's other people who are perfectly motivational that are like hilarious like example there's this girl named nicole Am Ab arbor amber she's a, a girl she's a ex cheerleader for the toronto raptors She's now an influencer and she's freaking hilarious. Sometimes her motivational speeches, her things are a little bit extreme and I don't necessarily agree with all of them, but on the, on the majority, it's, it's good. So it's just an example, again, kind of like I was talking about the therapist, like if you're gonna, any medium that you use, just because it doesn't work once, doesn't mean it won't work again. Like one advice I once got from a teacher that was really important and I've applied it to life was, don't listen to anyone, but listen to everybody. What that means is that for example, in his context, it was about studying okay. for a specific exam. And what he was trying to say is that just because one person studies one way, yeah. it does not mean that if they get a hundred percent because they study this way, it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean that if you study that way, that you're going to get a hundred percent because you have to atone, you have to uh, uh, adhere your way of studying to your personality. But by listening to somebody else and seeing how they study, you might not think all of it's garbage, but that one thing that they might do at the end of the night to help yeah. memorize something mm -hmm. might help you. Yeah. Same thing with life. Like if you're saying motivational videos are a good thing and you think it's a good thing, but you keep watching and they're not helping, maybe it's because you keep looking at the same person. Yep. Just like, oh, I go and talk to my, like, for example, one thing is that people told me I should talk about it. I started talking about it to, to friends and to family. But what I ended up finding out is that, is that not just I need to talk about it. I need to get advice. And the advice that my friends and family that were giving, they were giving you the best to their abilities, yep. but they're not necessarily educated and not have every morsel and they're not, they're not going to sit there and become my therapist. So that resulted in me saying, you know, and again, with assistance from my cousin, mm -hmm. getting the therapist. Oh, for sure. For sure. I feel not necessarily everyone needs to go see a therapist, but no, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not necessarily always the answer, but it's, but it's, it's, it's a possibility. It could, it could help. For yeah. sure, it could definitely help, and it could also help for people with um, what's the word I'm looking for, food eating disorder. Because mm -hmm. um, I was on Instagram recently, and I know that I I saw something a post that said to all these influencers that are promoting that they are drinking only shakes every day or like just you know juicing every day or just doing this or whatever you are and selling all these 
magical pills that will make people lose weight or whatever or gain weight or whatever you are creating so many eating disorders yeah, you're you have um, no idea and and i'm i i have i think i have an eating disorder you know i was talking about it with some friends i i went to like you know the way society shows you how you're supposed to look like especially as a woman it's like you know you go through certain lengths to manage to get mm. that body and then you i had to check myself me and my friends had to check ourselves and be like um i called it and i was like i think i have an eating disorder and i took a test online you know there's tests mm. for that online I took a test online and i was just like oh shit i might the test was like you might have something you mm. might want to you know consult a therapist or some shit so all of that to say that there's a lot of things right now especially because we are constantly bombarded with a lot of stuff there's a lot of things that could make your mental issue um worse mm. there's a lot of things that can make it good there's a lot of things that can make it worse so it's just like like you said, just finding the right medium for you, whether it's a therapist, whether it's talking to friends or family, whether it's, you know, picking up an activity, yeah. uh, you know, going to paint or whatever. Yeah. There's there's different ways to deal with it. We are in no way therapists, by the way. No, 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 not at all. We're talking through like experiences and whatnot and, yeah. and, and what we know. And one, only one thing I wanted to say as well is that maybe something to help if you feel like you're going through something is identify the things you can control and the things that you can't control is one mm -hmm. thing that's important but sometimes evaluate what's missing in your life like for example at one point in time when i was going through one of my stuff i i realized that i didn't have any creative outlet so i initially tried to pick up a guitar failed completely failed and then um one of my friends knew that i was going through he knew i was stressed out at work he didn't know i was stressed out it wasn't he didn't know that it was more than work but then he ended up talking to me about a comic book idea that he had. And then that resulted in uh, us writing a comic book together. And it's great. And it's great. And uh, and if anyone's interested in that, uh, square-idea.com, that would be my only uh, promo for that. I'll put uh, it in the bio. And uh, But like what I'm, what I'm trying to promote with that is that I went from someone who I had a nine to four, sorry, I had a, an auditing job. My, my life was numbers. And... It ended up being the fact that I needed to do something creative to, to create like aspiration. And then later on in life, when I had those things and I had the podcast and I had the comic books, I, I also realized that something else was missing. Uh, something was wrong. And then, you know, because our, our mental health is also to a certain degree related to our physical health. Mm -hmm. Like if, if you like if you're having difficulties, evaluate what you're eating. If you're only eating like hot dogs and hamburgers every day, switch up to having a better eating habits and that'll that'll right away switch things up switch pop to water if you're someone i used to be someone who just used to drink like three or four bottles like not not two liters or like okay little bottles. i was gonna be like no 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 but like two like two or three cans of, of coca day as opposed to water and like that's a lot and then you just by that switch it changed a bunch of stuff up and then by going to do something physical yeah which initially for me was meditation which then led to yoga, which then led to finally going to circuit training. Um, each one of those helped me in my in their own way. So, um, and each one of them were their own stepping stone in their own way. So, it's it's just an important thing. And I know that uh, Weezy, one of your co-hosts on another podcast, has said this, and I think it's really really important is that self reflection is really important to not only learn who you are. Mm -hmm. And to learn why you, because I think all people are great, but it's also to find out, you know, 
what's either missing or you know what this thing, this is not working what can i do to better myself because you'd be surprised how if you better yourself even on one thing like for example if you're if you're someone who is not physically in tune but you say you know what every day this week i'm going to come home and i'm going to do 20 push-ups and 20 sit-ups if you write it in your and you write it on a calendar or whatever you do that every day for a week and you promise yourself to do it when you finish it at the end of the week you will feel a bit first of all you'll feel a little better because you, you're physically a little better but b and most importantly when you accomplish something that's when raising something becomes very easy and that's yeah. when becoming becoming happier and smiling comes easier when you start accomplishing things even no matter how small it is you know what i might just i might just put a calendar on my wall and start doing like, start doing squats every day you could yeah we we did that with friends at some point we were like every time you go to the bathroom you have to do 25 squats oh my god 25 is a lot though <laughs> yeah but this thing i don't drink water at all which is bad i am trying to work on that um but so i wouldn't go to the bathroom that much <laughs> so it was okay but then i started trying to change things but definitely uh, yeah, like I said, we're not uh, mental health experts. We're just, you know, talking about some of the stuff that we observed, some of the stuff that we went through. I'm really happy that you did this podcast with no me. Worries. Thank you. Um, Thank you for having me. So I hope you guys liked this episode. Dave, can you please plug your social media for the people so that they could find you and find your comic book and everything? I will, I will, I will. So uh, if you want to find me on Instagram, it's Merck underscore with it. That's W-I-T-T-A underscore mouth. Uh, there you'll find a bunch of just funny, random comic book geek stuff that I post all the time. Uh, and sometimes motivational things, sometimes, uh, your random cats. concert stuff. And, and definitely cats. sometimes Jax is definitely on the, on the, on the, on the, on the IG. Uh, if you want to find anything related to me for comic books, specifically Trinity, which is my, the name of my comic book, it's a www.squared-idea.com. And if you have any ideas for creating content specifically in regards to comic books or, or, or writing, um, we also act as a consulting firm to a certain degree. So if you're ever trying to figure out your, your way into the door, you're more than welcome to contact us there. And then finally, you could find my bio on the Franklin Armstrong Collective. Yay, franklinarmstrong.com. And as for the podcast, guys, you know you can listen to it on all social... Oh, I was going to say social media platforms. <laughs> on all streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, franklinarmstrong.com, Stitcher. You can find the podcast on Instagram at KNDEM Podcast. And also, more recently, on Twitter at KNDEM. And you can follow me if you want to see what I'm up to, uh, what I do with the radio stuff and other 